Welcome to Heavy Networking from the Packet Pushers. In today's sponsored show with Broadcom, we're going to get deep into network monitoring and digital experience monitoring or digital experience management. And you may think to yourself, wait, Broadcom does network monitoring and DEM? Yes, it does. Uh, and we're going to find out all about how they're trying to bring those two parts of their product portfolio together. Our guest is Jeremy Rosbach. He is Chief Technical Evangelist at Broadcom Software. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. And you know, just to get people situated, tell us about what Broadcom's doing or what Broadcom has been doing for a while on the network monitoring side. Sure. So three decades of uh, network monitoring expertise makes up the portfolio. Uh, it starts with uh, network fault management. And uh, for all the spectrum, spectrum users out there today, that's where you know that comes from. So mm -hmm. uh, expertise. the old Cabletron. That's, that's Cabletron from many years. So the old grumpy engineers will be out there going, Cabletron Spectrum. That is it. That's that is it, it, right? And its key uh -huh. claim to fame was not only the monitoring, but its fault location. It was able to look at faults and determine where they were in the network. So that's still going and had three decades of development added to it. It really is. And, you know, we have many customers out there who, you know, stake their career on it as they are the operators and management uh, managers of that network fault management solution. And they pride themselves on on building that career around that. It's exceptional technology with the vent correlation, fault suppression, alarm noise reduction, topology. Uh, it's still in use today. So. And then we move on to uh, performance and network performance management, which is a homegrown app from CA Technologies doing uh, performance monitoring, capacity planning, baseline from normal or deviations from normal, you know, with baselining, uh, very large uh, data uh, repository and collection. Uh, from there, uh, folks will remember uh, the NetQoS and network fault analysis solutions. So, can't have network monitoring without fault performance and then flow. Mm -hmm. um, still in use today by many of our customers, but we are improving that with advanced traffic engineering solutions built in-house now at Broadcom to replace that older solution. Mm -hmm. And then we took all that fault performance and flow expertise uh, for traditional networks, and we built a open gateway called Virtual Network Assurance to apply all that great monitoring to software-defined landscapes like software-defined right. data center and WAN, and, you know, you name it. And then more recently, you acquired AppNeta. Yes. And what this allowed us to do, because the evolution of networking really forced us and many other vendors to look at network monitoring differently, is we had to take that expertise and and apply it to outside of the four walls of the data center, right beyond mm -hmm. the edge, because mm -hmm. that's where we all know the user experience is today for the most part over, you know, unmanaged ISP networks, cloud provider networks. Look at, look what happened this morning uh, with the outage with teams, uh, et cetera. So we acquired AppNeta, which has expertise in that uh, visibility and control outside the four walls of the data center into those unmanaged ISPs, cloud providers, to really, so this is uh, this shift from centralized management and monitoring. Conceptually, this is the, you know, I put this box in the middle and it captures the flow records and the it polls the SNMP and it looks for all it collects the data from the boxes and then does all the analysis. AppNetter is a shift to the decentralized view, where you have the agent at the edge of the network on the PC on the phone, and you're monitoring the user experience of the network, not the network itself. Is more of the idea. It's actually a combination of both. What we are taking with the AppNeta solution is taking the advanced analytics and visibility it has into user experience network delivery. So how resilient is these unmanaged networks like ISP, cloud, 
uh, delivering that user experience. And then what we do is we correlate all those metrics as we integrate AppNeta into the NetApp solution. We correlate all those metrics with device performance. So obviously, you know, we can see packet loss, latency, and jitter is breaching a threshold of, you know, 10% and see where that packet loss is occurring inside of that ISP network Mm -hmm. um, because we have these monitoring points inside of those ISP networks. Can we magically fix it inside the ISP network? Of course we can't. But how many hours would I have spent looking for that needle in a haystack when a user that was working from home called and complained that they can't get to a certain application? And obviously, I have to look at my infrastructure first to make sure that's the bottleneck that isn't you know, creating this type of degradation. So can you talk a little bit more about what you mean by having monitoring points within ISPs? Yeah. So when AppNeta was created some 20 years ago, uh, they developed uh, a small appliance and the, the appliance can grow in size depending on how much you want to monitor and placed a lot of these monitoring po- points inside of, uh, you know, the world's most popular ISPs out there today, uh, whether it's North America or EMEA, you name it, as well as cloud and SaaS providers. Right. So, you know, the Google Clouds, the Azure's, because the user experience extends, you know, beyond the ISP networks and into these cloud providers. So they've given us access to understand with these monitoring points, the traffic and the path that traffic takes. And we are able to then understand uh, enough at enough granular level what's going on with the performance of those network devices inside of these unmanaged networks to help our customers and our triage teams be able to say, it's not me, it's them. It's not my infrastructure inside of my data center. It's the ISP's network. I can prove it with these facts. And I've improved my mean time to innocence from hours to minutes. Okay, so I've got these, you know, monitoring points uh, located in in cloud locations and ISP networks and colo facilities. Uh, Is there also an end user agent component? Yes, there is. I actually have a software agent component, but I could have a hardware component as well connected to my uh, my home office here. Um, so I'm able to understand which is part of the entire network path that we are helping our customers understand today. How's the Wi-Fi health at my house, right? Mm-hmm. Do I have a process on my laptop that's pegged at 100% and that's why I'm seeing slowness, you know, with with a certain application or all of my applications on my laptop. So this is part of that, you know, that visibility uh, that a lot of our customers don't have today because the entire network path has changed from being inside the corporate headquarters and, uh, you know, talking to the data center and getting the apps from the data center right there to, you know, an upended network path that looks like nothing we've ever seen before and never really gets inside of a corporate data center. It starts at home, goes through multiple ISPs and goes out to the cloud provider. It's that uncertainty about the public WAN, you know, because when we all started to work remotely, you were connected to your network at home. Well, what does yes. that Wi-Fi look like? It's not corporate grade Wi-Fi. <laughs> What's that internet connect connection look like? You know, that's not corporate grade internet, you know, business grade internet. It's just internet. And so that becomes an operational problem. I think to me, the DEM and particularly the AppNeta DEM in a digital experiencing monitoring was saying like, oh, the user from so-and-so, because you want to know if that user is just a whiny person who <laughs> wants to complain or, you know, or they want to avoid work, you know, like ring into the help desk and say the connection's down and then head off to the pub. 
That's tempting. I, like, not that I've ever thought about doing it. <laughs> I, I would love to see the percentage of how many of these support calls uh, are the fact that the user was trying to have a Zoom call while poolside at their house. Uh, as And they're like, why is, why is this Zoom not working? It's because <laughs> you're too far from the access point. That's Well, that's, that's you bring up a very good point. As my counterparts on the AppNeta uh, team, uh, who I work very closely with, tell the stories all the time. You know, well, where are you in the house? I'm out on the back deck, you know, getting some sun. Well, maybe... Maybe that's probably part of our issue here. Well, let's start there. We'll start there and let's then work there. our way down. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then, of course, it's DNS as well. And it can exactly. be all sorts of weird things. And it's really about, and that this is the trend that we're looking at, I think, for just about all of our network monitoring, network visibility. Once upon a time, we monitored the network and we even did it in silos. So the WAN and the campus and the data center were all separate networks, whereas now we're seeing them come together as one thing. If somebody says, you know, oh, and it's even worse because you've got SAS, right? And so if somebody's at home connected on their Wi-Fi and they can't access Salesforce, how do you troubleshoot that? It doesn't even cross your corporate network. And those that's why these tools are becoming very, very important, I think. Well, that's one of the things I, I asked about the end user agent in the first place, because I wanted to sort of bring up the fact that between the monitoring points that AppNeta has in, in cloud and in colos and ISPs and the end user agent, you can sort of come at the problem from two different ends to see what's happening. Is that correct? That is very correct. And, you know, uh, what was just said uh, couldn't have been said any better about, you know, these networks that used to be, you know, siloed are now coming together and building a new network path for us. Um, and the real question is, is, monitoring tools have to evolve to meet that demand, right? How that, you know, we had monitoring tools that would manage the data center, but didn't see outside of the edge. And so, you know, with the solution from Broadcom and AppNet's capabilities to be able to see inside these unmanaged networks and DX NetOps capabilities to do what's been doing for three decades inside of these networks, we're able to merge what monitoring tools should be doing today for this new network path, which almost never enters a data center, you know? Now, you said something uh, as we were preparing for today. You said that this DEM tool, this, you know, these agents at the edge of the network are not always being bought by enterprises. Sometimes they're being bought by uh, service providers as well. Yep. I hadn't heard that before. I didn't really think that that would be something they'd want. Is that what you're seeing out there? I can't speak exactly to the contracts and the negotiating mm -hmm. that AppNeta did 20 years ago when it started <laughs> and started yeah. working with these internet providers. But thank goodness the partnerships are there. So we mm -hmm. are able to see inside of these unmanaged networks. Again, we're not saying that you're going to be a god inside of the Verizon network. <laughs> Um, but you're going to get enough data from these monitoring t points to be able to triage faster and say, you know, again, it's not me, it's them. Very happy for this partnership. Um, we take a more inside out approach versus yeah. other vendors out there that are in this space where we want to understand, you know, the user experience and where it starts and where they're going as they traverse a lot of these unmanaged networks today. So one of the biggest sources of unmanaged networks making their way into enterprise hands today is coming via SD-WAN, uh, you know, which was supposed to help solve performance problems by giving you multiple links to work with. But you, I guess, have some research saying that even with that capability, uh, some enterprises are not finding SD-WAN very successful. Yeah. And I work with a lot of industry analysts out there today. And one of them that recently published some information told me that he's only seeing about 47% of enterprises out there today that he would consider fully successful with their SD-WAN deployments. 
And, you know, I, I find that data to be very surprising considering, you know, SD-WAN is the or one of the most hottest technologies being researched and deployed out there today. Mm-hmm. But at Broadcom, we think, you know, a lot of that success needs to be seen through what our customers are expecting from the full investment of SD-WAN, right? So mm-hmm. uh, to be able to see those cost reductions, to be able to, you know, to deliver critical applications over more resilient network architecture, they dig the automation features uh, inside these new controllers. Um, but I don't know any network engineer in the day, especially when I was doing this and running data centers that were happy to turn over control of the network to a robot and let it make all the routing decisions and configuration decisions for me. So, you know, that can still be very scary as well for a lot of our customers. So a lot of software defined technologies out there today are going to produce more alerts than our operations teams need. I know yeah. it's not an SD-WAN technology, but Cisco ACI, the SDDC technology can produce 23,000 events. Who the hell needs 23,000 <laughs> additional events and alarms coming into their knock? Well, you do uh, when, you're, when you're troubleshooting, but not, not when you're going to your first line. You need some sort of fault management solution to decode yes. that and say, that's not important. Hang on. That's a critical failure. Or oh, that's the ACI software platform. It crashes all the time. Don't worry about it. We'll get, we'll just fix it tomorrow. You know, you're exactly working, right. You know, that type of thing. And I think that's really important because the monitoring tools that you're talking about here, and I don't think you, we called it out enough is that you're also saying that your tools work across all of it. So if the data center network is down, you're not going to see the SD-WAN faults go down. But I think the biggest problem with SD-WAN and the reason why so many people are having problems is that shift from known good bandwidth, known guaranteed this, and you know we used to have packets with this and that, and then they moved to using the public WAN, and you don't have the granular, you don't have the visibility. Not the visibility was ever all that useful. It wasn't as powerful as we thought it was. But, you know, if you're talking from home to a sales force and doing office docs on Azure, how do you, you there's there's a whole level of uncertainty there. So if you put SD-WAN in, how do you know that any of that is even working? And so that's where the, that's where the complexity comes in, I think. Exactly, exactly. Really good point. Um, you know, a lot of SD-WAN vendors out today Uh, they do a good job with the product that they're pushing, right? I mean, but their product is built for edge to edge, right? It's built for the edge of this network, connect securely and and build those tunnels over this, like you just said, um, a unguaranteed network or ISP environment uh, to the other other edge of the network, maybe at a branch office, a bank, a retail store, you know, you name it. Um, And it's a gamble. I mean, it really, really is a gamble. So uh, what we're trying to do at Broadcom with the AppNet and NetUp solution is to educate our operations teams out there today that edge to edge is great, but there's a hell of a lot more network devices behind the edge of the network that are still delivering these critical applications you bought the SD-WAN for to begin with. Mm. And that's where you need to consider, you know, what is my end-to-end SD-WAN network path user experience look like? Can I use the legacy tools on SD-WAN as well? Like just because, well, not legacy tools, but I guess one way to say like the tools that we've, you know, your client customers have been using for the last decade or two, mm-hmm. you know, fault management, visibility, NetFlow, do they work on SD-WAN and networks as well? Do they still have value there? 
They do. And this is how we've done it to make sure it was easy as possible for our customers using our existing solutions is that about uh, seven or eight years ago, we launched a open gateway for those products across fault performance and flow called Virtual Network Assurance. And what that allows our customers to do is to take the expertise with the solutions in fault performance and flow monitoring and apply it to software-defined architectures out there today. So Mm. because CA had to be hardware agnostic in the day because we were just pushing software, right? We still support, we still are very, very hardware agnostic. We're Mm. very much part of, our differentiator is very much a multi-vendor type of uh, agnostic solution and continues to be. When Mm. customers come to us um, and say, we're about to deploy Cloudgenics or you you name it. Mm -hmm. Um, If we don't have it in our bucket of tools, um, we work with engineering to get it uh, uh, certified in the solution. So we're going to continue to do the same noise reduction we've done with Spectrum in in the fault side on traditional networks. And we're going to continue to do capacity planning and, you know, deviation from normal inside the performance part of the solution. And of course, flow and application classifications in traditional networks that we've done with the flow solution and apply all that to the software-defined space. No new tool to learn for our customers, right? No new language to learn. Uh, just just uh, take what we've always done and apply it to a new architecture and an environment. Well, I guess I want to push mm. on this a little bit because I'm curious, you know, the SD-WAN folks would say, you know, our edge devices are measuring these networks continuously because that's how they make link selection decisions. They're looking at response times. They're looking at packet loss. They're looking at jitter and delay. What are you bringing to the table that's going to help me get visibility into these networks that I'm not already getting natively from SD-WAN? You know, I'm not here to say that we are replacing the SD-WAN solutions that are out there today with the architecture that you're purchasing. Not at all. You know, we have always been in the business of helping to reduce noise, to reduce uh, siloed redundant tool sets, or to take information from, let's say, an SD-WAN controller and put it into a NetOps dashboard and portal and, 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 provi- and just provide more uh, important and actionable insights to our NOC operations teams, our admins, and our engineers and architects. So, for example, we're going to take information from the controller that's feeding us valuable data um, and enhance it. So, we're going to do alarm noise reduction, of course, uh, Within these software-defined devices, uh, we're going to understand security and uh, configuration changes and roll those back if needed, um, understand what's changed in a network config, and before an outage happens, be able to roll that back. Again, this is traditional and software-defined space, all in order to reduce that complexity that comes with these software-defined architectures. So, for example, like, you know, I'm looking at your NOC console and there's an SD-WAN link, maybe it's an internet link, and it was down for five minutes, but it's back up and that also failed over. So that's maybe something I want to look into, but that's, you know, fourth or fifth on the list of priorities that I need to look at now. That's what you're saying you can bring to the table, that sort of prioritization and analysis. Yeah, definitely. And not only that, but um, many of our customers are deploying more than one multi or more than one vendor SD-WAN technology. So now right, they have okay. two uh-huh. places, yeah, two places to look at information. So mm. we're going to uh, collect all those metrics. We're going to correlate those metrics across multi-vendors. We're going to clean them and then surface them in an easy-to-understand way that, again, removes that complexity. 
One of my favorites was somebody I was talking to has got two SD-WANs and two multi-cloud networks, as well as uh, the data center and the and campuses and so forth. In <laughs> they're trying to work out how to <laughs> how to monitor like. Because you've got multiple clouds out there, you know, they're in Google and Azure and or Azure and AWS or whatever, and they've got all these different networks and trying to stitch that into a unified network monitoring is almost impossible because each vendor's got their own proprietary interfaces. Like AWS doesn't let you do normal monitoring. There's no sort of stuff. And bringing it all together, really, really difficult. Yeah, we have to be able to make things much more simpler for, for network operations teams today. They're the first line. You know, we're going to be able to take as much information as possible from these uh, vendors and show it in a portal or dashboard across fault performance flow, logs, configuration. We call that, you know, staying in context to that technology or device. And then, you know, if an architect needs to be able to go back to that specific controller and get extremely granular, they still can. But, you know, level one, level two um, operations teams have enough information in front of them with our solution to make very quick, insightful decisions. I can fix this myself. I need to escalate it, automate some ticket, you know, uh, opening, you name it. Um, They have enough information to really reduce their triage times from days to hours to minutes. And we have many customers stating that reduction as well. I understand one of the things that AppNeta has in its portfolio is uh, synthetic transactions or synthetic monitoring, which I think also comes into play when we're talking about the WAN and this move to SaaS, this move to cloud apps, right? Exactly. You mentioned, you know, how all these networks are are converging. We need to make sure monitoring is converging to be able to see this entire new landscape of what is really the new enterprise network. You know, home Wi-Fi to ISPs, you know, backhaul and uh, different ISP networks and then finally out to cloud. So to be able to understand that entire end to end network path, AppNeta provides amazing, amazing granularity and visibility into these unmanaged networks, whether it's, you know, passive monitoring with its flow capabilities, synthetic monitoring with its abilities to be able to simulate transactions and understand inside the application is step one milestone, step two, step three, step four performing correctly for this user transaction. And then the most exciting Part of AppNeta's ability and one of its differentiators is what they call active monitoring. And it's what's really getting our NetOps customers who are looking to expand their visibility beyond the edge of their network with AppNeta. It's getting them very excited. And what that means is to be able to understand when SD-WAN is deployed, even in test but in production and then after production to be able to send a very small amount of packets across that entire SD-WAN network path for this specific application. Now, this specific application may need to talk to devices inside of a corporate data center, right? It, obviously, you may need to hit a backend database or some storage. That could be part of the, the network path. The other part of the network path could be home users. And obviously, it's going to go over unguaranteed ISP performance networks. And and then finally, out to maybe a cloud provider. That That is a lot to manage, a lot to gain visibility into. So when we can simulate and and actively send packets over this entire new network path and measure latency, packet loss, jitter to make sure you name it capacity across every single device that makes up this network path. And if we spot a threshold being breached, right, latency is above 10 percent for this device 
inside the Verizon network. We know the IP address. We're getting these granular stats on it. We're going to send more packets just to isolate and make sure it's not a blip. It's not a spike of you know anything we don't need to be chasing our tails about. Isolate that really find the root cause of the degradation in this application experience across SD-WAN. And this is just great granular data and metrics and information our NOC operations teams or even architects have to either re-architect that network path, right? Make adjustments or just go to the ISP and say, fix your device that's having latency right now. It's not the network. It's got, you've got to be able to have a mean time to innocence, which is the most important thing. I think we're all very tired of being blamed that it's, you know, it's the network. It's not the server, you know, or it's the, it's not the, you know, it's always somebody else's fault. And the network is the one that hasn't historically been able to say, no, the network is operating because you're never quite sure. You, you, we never know if the network was down, but if the storage was down, the storage administrator knew or if the server went down, it was really easy to tell. And so strange. Yeah. You're exactly right. A lot of our customers, when we talk about the AppNeta solution and adding it on to the NetOps solution that they have today, when we say meantime innocence, right? It's a great AppNeta term that the the folks use and um, it piques their interest so much that it's the hook that gets them really excited to talk about uh, the improved visibility and, and the, uh, the complexity that we can help remove and gaining that control back, right? I mean, when we move workloads out of our corporate headquarters and data centers into cloud environments. And when we, you know, uninstalled office off our laptops and started using it in the Azure cloud, whether we knew it or not, we lost a lot of control from a network operations standpoint. And getting that control back to really be responsible for the entire network path, like IT should be now, whether they own the infrastructure or not. If I can tell a quick you know, story, a personal story around that, um, that's resonating with a lot of our customers. You know, I got kids that are in college. They've been driving for a while. My one kid, I've already had to replace three bumpers on her car. And um, <laughs> exactly. And I know a fourth is coming, right? So with today's new networking landscape, you know, when the fourth happens, I'm going to tell her to call the car insurance company and start your claim. Well, yeah, that's right. like like many customer care agents today, they're home. They're not yeah. in the office. So the way they access that claims application is much different, like we've been talking about, than it was in previous years, right? Yeah. And that network experience from the claims agent's home out to, let's say, the Google Cloud, where the claims application is now is really a complete unmanaged network path for the insurance company's IT department. Where do you start? You know, Mm -hmm. if my kid calls them up and says, I need to start a claim, and the insurance agent says, I'm so sorry, but either I'm having Wi-Fi issues or my ISP is out, but I I don't know why I can't get to the claim app right now. That can't happen. I mean, it just cannot happen. Well, it can, but you don't want it to happen, right? You want to do it. But more importantly, you want to be able to say, yes, it's down. No, it's not the network. Or yes, it's down. It's the storage or whatever, right? Very quickly, you have to accept the fact that outages, and this is one of the mistakes I think many networking people have made, is that they've said to people, no, no, it's never going to go down. No, it is going to go down. But what's more important than it, then, you know, minimizing the going down, which is important. What's more important is mean time to repair. So you want mean time to, in a sense, it's not the network. If it is the network, you want mean time to repair. How quickly can you troubleshoot where the problem is? Is it one user? Is it all the users in South America? Is it the whole network? Okay, because instantly then I know, oh, it's just this one person who happens to be the, 
you know, country manager who's got a big loud voice or something? Um, or is it the whole data center's down? Because there's a difference in response there. And so much of our history with monitoring and visibility tools was not really getting the right coverage to rapidly get to that point, especially in networking. We had the wrong tools at the time. And so this idea of of what you've got there with the portfolio focusing on the monitoring using standard tools, well-understood tools, easily understood tools and well-supported across a wide range of vendors, complemented with them does make sense to me in a way that you get the monitoring at the edge where you where you know the problems are, but you're also monitoring the infrastructure that you own and that you operate. So it's, it's that breadth of portfolio. Have you got more customer stories like that? I do. So when it comes to a multi-vendor SD-WAN deployment, we have a large UK telecommunications provider uh, that has been a customer of ours for years. And when they wanted to step into the SD-WAN landscape and start monetizing some of their SD-WAN services, they brought in multiple SD-WAN vendors and deployed them. But like we talked about, you know, they have to go to this admin console, that admin console, the data's not talking to each other, it's not integrated, et cetera. So we were able to provide that multi-vendor view of SD-WAN health inside of their data centers to really help them monetize these new SD-WAN services for their customers uh, that are in deployment now. And now they have a one-stop shop for instant health and visibility into what their SD-WAN landscape looks like, even across many vendors. Now, that's a multi-vendor success story, you know, but scale, you know, we haven't even talked about scale and Mm. the fact that with these software-defined technologies, we're talking about a lot more devices moving, growing, shrinking, depending on demand all over the network now. The days of, you know, static devices and set it and forget it is, is over. So a North American financial services company recently uh, deployed Versa SD-WAN, and they are growing their SD-WAN deployment to 300,000 tunnels. So, you know, that's 300,000 additional network elements to manage. And, you know, the increase in scale is sometimes very scary for our customers. So they look to us for... Uh, the highest scale in the industry. You know, we have a U.S. telecommunications company for their traditional network, you Mm -hmm. know, looking at 500,000 devices under management right now. And that's just the device. You know, think about the 4 million interfaces within those high density devices that are also under management with our solution. So scale is obviously something that we've seen a lot of success with, uh, with our customers, and as well as the folks out there that are looking to deploy SD-WAN need to think about that as well. When it comes to, you know, we talked about that customer service agents that are working from home now, you know, a lot of uh, the AppNeta success stories come from that. So there's a, a company out of Texas uh, that sent about 8,000 customer service agents home when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Of course, like we said, you know, the network landscape for them to access their applications completely changed. And, you know, we were able to help them, their IT teams, get that visibility back, get that control back to really, like you said, improve mean time to repair, mean time to resolution, Mm -hmm. or just prove their innocence. And then one more, if I can, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to SD-WAN, we have a a company in the U.S. that uh, sells and is a distributor of a lot of uh, makeup products and beauty products. But they went and deployed an SD-WAN via a MSP out of the Mm -hmm. UK. So they don't 
manage the SD-WAN at all. A lot of people are choosing to have a third party deploy and operate the SD-WAN, considering how easy they are to manage. But uh. Yeah, yeah. But what happens when you get a, give over that control, right? Uh, you yeah. lose that visibility. You may mm. be getting rid of the complexity, but you've lost visibility, you've lost control. And they were mm. very interested in voice and video for the, obviously, like we all are, mm. for our work from our hybrid employees right now. And, you know, AppNeta and the solutions with DXNetApps were able to get that visibility back inside of that MSP, inside of the ISPs that were delivering that voice and video for these hybrid workers. Enough for them to improve their mean time to resolution, enough for them to immediately understand they were innocent and it's somebody else's problem. So I'm curious, were they using this to sort of uh, keep an eye on the MSP? Because my assumption is the MSP would be taking care of that for them. Did they just want to make sure they were getting their SLAs met or why did they feel the need to, to do this step? All of the above, right? All of the above. In order to not hurt the brand for this beauty product company, um, to not have the executives coming down on uh, the internal IT department from this company when they were, you know, delivering voice and video and using WebEx like we're all doing. It's a little of both. Uh, the MSP was not providing them enough visibility into what was going on. Uh, they wanted to pr prove their innocence and they wanted to prove, you know, the IT department at this company is a valuable contributor to business outcomes and not just a cost center. So we mentioned at the top, you know, you've had uh, a bunch of products in the Broadcom portfolio through CA and other uh, technologies. You're also bringing in the AppNeta. Are you talking about integrating these two products together into sort of one? How does that work or what does it look like going forward? Sure. So in the summer of last year, uh, 2022, we released uh, the latest version of DX NetOps 22.2, um, that version for that year and that quarter. And the first integrations of AppNeta data are coming into the NetOps portal, the operational portal that comes with the solution. And we're able to, with the first integrations, able to bring in network path experience metrics from AppNeta. Inside of the NetOps portal, we're getting alarms from AppNeta. And what we're able to do with this use case, we call it the experience-driven knock, right? And the combination of both AppNeta and the DXNetApp solutions provide a more experience-driven operations day-to-day -day environment for our customers today. No longer do they have to be chasing a blip or a spike when there's more prioritized user experience performance degradation happening, right? So we're able to deliver AppNeta path, network path metrics, that entire network path, right? Right. From my home Wi-Fi across ISPs uh, into transit ISPs and, and uh, over out into the cloud and SaaS environments, take these path metrics and correlate it with what DX NetOps has been doing for years is amazing performance and fault and flow data. So we can say and provide easy to understand health scores, um, we, you know, we're monitoring all these network paths right now, uh, going across all these ISPs, and the health of this entire network path looks like this. It's green at 97%, you know, or it's, you know, it's yellow at 82%. And that surfaced information into maybe just one health score comprises many, many, many metrics that have been correlated across multi-vendor technologies. It comprises traditional performance metrics along with software-defined metrics that make up that entire network path, right? We're looking at flow data and events and fault information, you name it, to mm -hmm. surface what is a very easy to understand 
actionable insight of information of what the entire network path looks like now that our critical apps are going over. I think I saw this on Twitter called like sort of the first cup of coffee view. Like you come in in the morning, you fire the dashboard up and you just want to see red, yellow, green, uh, what you need to dig into. And that's where you're saying, I don't have to, you know, look at my data center and campus network and then switch over to my WAN. I've got it all in one place at the very outset with this integration, this first round. of Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we, we start there and then obviously, you know, every ticket's going to come in and every alert's going to come into the level one knock operator. So we're trying to make his job as easy as possible because his boss isn't hiring new people and he's not being given classes to become a, you know, certified, you know, architect. He has to do the best he can with the information that he's provided. And then obviously if he needs to drill down or an engineer or architect needs to drill down into very granular data, looking at packet loss or latency or jitter, or you name it, capacity predictions over the next six to 12 months, that's available too. But we start with, uh, helping our customers operationalize what is a very complex network landscape today to manage. And, uh, you know, we do this, uh, you know, besides other vendors out there today, we do this at a much bigger scale like we already talked about. Uh, we do this with the best noise alarm noise reduction in the industry because we've been doing it with, you know, 30 plus years of expertise. We see companies all over the globe seeing 75, 80%, 85% alarm noise reduction, which of course improves triage times. And then um, you take uh, the AppNeta integration into the solution and that just expands the visibility and the capabilities we have to see every packet out there today. Especially if you've got a big network, that fault reduction or that fault alarm reduction, that intelligent fault management stuff actually really does something what I haven't spoken about much lately. So we haven't seen too many vendors talking about fault um, reduction and saying we can instantly identify the key point because we know more about faults and alerts and saying, you know, if I get these messages, well, this device is behind that device, which means only that device. I don't need to know that the whole SD-WAN is down if the core router is down sort of thing or whatever. And isn't that still, you know, one of the number one problems the first level knock operator has to deal with is where do I start triaging? You know, it's going to be something we'll always continue talking about. It's never going to go away. And the more advanced these network technologies become, the more noise they create. Well, you think about it, you've got an underlay network that you're monitoring, and now you've got the overlay networks. But you may not, a branch might not just have an overlay network to head office, you know, or to your data centers. It might also have them to clouds or to, you know, and then direct connections to Salesforce and Office and all that sort of stuff. It's actually a much more, uh, and this is where the scale thing, because one of the things that I think I draw out of our conversation as we come to the end of, of the session is that you're also uniquely working at scale. You talked about 300,000 nodes before. Is that common for amongst your cl- your existing customer base? I wouldn't say uh, it's, it's uh, we have a handful of customers that are that big, a lot of telecommunication mm-hmm. providers, um, MSPs. Um, and, you know, we draw on their use cases and apply them to some of our smaller customers. A lot of our customers you know, have maybe uh, five, 10,000 starting devices as they continue to grow. Um, but we, you know, we apply the same use cases that we develop for these telecommunication providers so they can, you know, have a solution that is future proof for their growth, right? And yeah. not only, you know, do we provide future proofing for the network so we can continue to monitor the network as it grows in device size, whether physical or virtual, 
but we're also really proud of future-proofing the network operations teams, right? So, you know, just because a customer is, you know, testing Cloudgenics in their lab right now and hasn't mm-hmm. thought about monitoring doesn't mean they can't have a monitoring solution in production today that's ready to go day yes. one when the architects push that out in production. And then they're going to be able to see exactly what you just talked about, right? The underlay and the overlay correlated together, not only in the four walls of their data center, but with the power of the AppNeta and DXNetup solutions to be able to see underlay and overlay correlation inside of those unmanaged networks like ISP and cloud environments. It's it's just so exciting to be in, in in networking today. It really is. And everybody shifted to software. The focus really has focus become on software operations and hand in hand is the software visibility, the software observability. Exactly. All right. Well, we've come to the end of our conversation, uh, Jeremy. Uh, if folks want to find out more about what Broadcom Software is doing, about DX NetOps, anything else, where would you send them? Yes, please visit broadcom.com slash NetOps. Okay, that's broadcom.com slash NetOps. We'll have that link and others in the show notes. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining us. And and thanks to Broadcom Software for being a sponsor. Uh, If you like this episode, there are many more fine free technical podcasts on networking, on cloud, on Kubernetes, on IPv6 and more, and our community blog. It's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking and too much networking visibility would never be enough.